What's up, listeners? Ted Cluck here, co-host of the Cluck Podcast, and I'm here to talk to you about a brand that I absolutely love, a brand that I've been in a relationship with for a long time, and a brand that the Cluckcast is now in a relationship with, and it's the Dwell Bible app. Uh, I've had the Dwell app on my phone for years now. I love it. The way the Dwell Bible app works is that they will read the Bible to you out loud. Any passage, any plan, any voice style, uh, lots of different voices to choose from, lots of different plans to choose from. I love the I'm feeling playlist. Uh, when I get glum, when I get anxious, when I get angry, when I feel guilty, uh, I'll hit up those playlists, collections of passages from the Bible that speak to that thing. Again, it's the Dwell Bible app. And if you go to dwellapp.io slash cluck, dwellapp.io slash K-L-U-C-K, you can get some special offers only for Cluckcast listeners. Uh, you can get 10% off a Dwell yearly subscription or 30% off Dwell Lifetime. Dwell Lifetime gives you lifetime access to the app with a one-time purchase. Uh, so you get all the updates, all the new playlists, all the new voices, um, access to the Bible 24-7, listen to it in the car. I listen to it in the shower. Uh, it's a good way to start my day. Um, whether you're driving, whether you're showering, working out, uh, the Dwell app is a great way to get some Bible into your life. Visit dwellapp.io slash cluck. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. You're listening to Cluck, the podcast where Ted Cluck and Josh Loftus talk about the things that make them happy. Because we can Let's do it. Ted, what is going on, my man? Good morning. Well, um, it's the Monday morning after a vacation. Uh, so that is the I can't think of a worse Monday morning. That's what's going on. Yeah, it's bad, yeah. Um, but not bad at the same time. Yeah. KK uh, indicated to me this morning. Do you ever do you ever have it happen with your wife where like she's pointing out like she's making an insight about you and about your character, but <laughs> but you yeah. can tell that it's full of judgment. Um, oh no! But she she's not meaning it to be, or maybe she is meaning it to be. But but this morning she was like, you know, I think you have existential like meaning of life thoughts more often than the average person. Subtext, yeah. <laughs> Subtext, you're always grouchy and de- and on the verge of depression. No, not always. That's the thing. Okay. Like my my highs are really high. Yeah, but my lows tend to be pretty low, and and yeah. they they tend to go right to like. What's the point of any of this? You know yeah, what I mean? Sure, and sure, and sure, I just skip sure. right over. Like, you skip all of the like, uh, you know, I, I mean, things are okay. Yeah, like you Monday, go, yeah. you go straight for the I hate everything about life. Yeah. And not even I hate everything. Like, I just wonder why. 
You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, and I really do. And, may, and maybe there's like a deeper kind of spiritual longing there that speaks to something about eternity. And, and I think I do long for eternity, but I also long for like, a bit of a point, you know, yes, in the, in the here and now. Right. And I know all the right answers, right? I like, I know, I know the, you know, the, the first answer to the Westminster greater catechism and I believe it. And, and, you know, like <laughs> yeah. all, all of that stuff is true. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And yet sometimes you struggle to feel it. You know what I mean? Sure. Of course. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think, I think all of us to a certain degree feel that. And I think maybe, man, like I, I, I keep saying it, man, you need a hobby. I don't know if KK says the same thing, but, but no, I, but, I respectfully I don't need a hobby. Like I've, I've got <laughs> you, you and KK both like try to fix me in exactly the same ways, and you both fail in exactly the same ways. It's it's really it's kind of cute and kind of endearing and kind of annoying, honestly. Like I don't need a hobby. I need to know like. <laughs> If my work like means anything, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. respectfully, like a, a game of tennis isn't going to solve that. A um, game of tennis, you know, like going to the driving range and hitting a bucket of balls, or like puttering in the garage isn't solving yeah. that. You know, Woodwork- like really. woodworking. Yeah, woodworking. Yeah, hey, you know what? Go whittle. You know, here's like, a bunch of knives. Yeah, a block of wood. <laughs> Make something. Here's the thing. It's it's very oh sweet how both of you try to fix my problems. Um, but it but it you know I I, res- I don't think I need a hobby. I love it. I yeah. love it. Oh my yeah. gosh. Oh goodness. You're good though. How are you? Oh, just enough fine. about me. <laughs> just fine. Everything's fine. It's early hey, and it's dark here, so let's I'm do a little business. Let's yeah, let's yeah. do take care of a little shop shop talk. Yeah, uh, I've reached out to the Venetian. I'm waiting to hear back. There we go on Venetian Live. So for all the couples and all the singles um, and just That's all the right. people, That's right. all the beautiful people who have all reached out people. to ask about live at the Venetian. Um, yeah, the the wheels are in motion. Hopefully, we're able to work something out with that beautiful venue and and bring you some nice live shows later we, this year. We would, you know, that's our plan. That would be yeah. that would be legit. That'd be a it lot would, of that'd be a lot of fun. fun. That would be yeah. a lot of fun. The Venetians just gotta return return the email. Another meaningless for thing for me to do, but it would be fun. You know, <laughs> like <laughs> this is either gonna be the worst or the best cluck episode. Yeah, I, I haven't decided yet, but we'll see. I don't know, man. I, I really don't, but I oh I hope gosh. people like it. I'll oh, say man. that. Yeah, so, that's my desire. Yes, <laughs> hey, that's a that's a good desire. That's all right. Yeah, we'll get there. So, Ted, uh, mm-hmm. did you know that in England, to leave a party without saying goodbye is called a French exit, but in mm-hmm. France, it's an English exit, and in the U.S., it's an Irish goodbye. Yeah. My dude, question: I, Do you do this? I sometimes do it. Okay. If I feel like saying goodbye is just going to be so much effort, or <laughs> if I feel like saying yeah. goodbye could be like. I'd have to interrupt like four people to do it. Sure. Then I'm, I'll just leave and assume everybody like thinks the best about me. You okay. know what I mean? All right. Like, All right. Question. Um, Question yeah. to you. Have you ever done this at a party that you have thrown? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I have. <laughs> um, yeah. In fact, I knew it. This uh, used to happen quite frequently where we would have like when we were younger, we would have these big sometimes like fight parties or like New Year's Eve parties or whatever. Yeah. 
And we've we've always hung around with a lot of college students, like whatever church we're we're a part of. Sure. And college students are notoriously like tone deaf and kind of clueless on like when to leave. Yeah. Um. So the deal is, like, you know, you're dropping all these hints, and they're not getting it. So then finally, I would just leave the room. Like, yeah. Go to bed. Yeah, and they'd, they'd eventually, like, tr- trickle off into the night, you know. Um, like, wait, has anyone seen Ted for the past hour and a half? No? Yeah, one time, like, this was dang near 20 years ago now. Um, we had this group of college students over, and we literally went to bed. And I came back downstairs later, and this dude was, like, laying on my floor watching cable. You know, and he was still there. So uh, you're like, dude, leave. I'm sorry. At this point, I don't know how else to say it. I've given you every clue in my arsenal. So as a Midwesterner, we have some we have some tells like, yeah, yeah. You kind of slap your thigh and say, well, well, awesome. Awesome night. Yeah, it's been really great. You guys. Awesome night. Now, let me let me ask you this. Okay. um, Because. You know, our our relationship is internet-based, so I've never seen you, like, interact at a party before. Sure. Like, are you a guy who takes clues? Like, are you picking up on that and leaving at the appropriate time? Or are you guys kind of socked in and you need really, to, like, the the big push to, to go? Yeah, so so here's the thing with me. If mm-hmm. I, if we get, like, it, I hate getting to the point to where someone has to give me a clue. Yes. I, I pick up on every clue. Yeah, I am very so. I'm not. I, well, you know, you're a good communicator. You know, that makes sense. Well, yeah. I appreciate that. Like something, yeah. something that I do think I do well at is picking up social and communication cues. Like if somebody's uncomfortable, yeah. mm-hmm. or if somebody somebody like wants out of a situation. Yeah, I like to think I'm pretty good at sensing that. Yeah, and and to me, it's a personal failure. Yeah, if if they have to get to the point. Of yeah. a of a verbal clue because yes. I guarantee you there has been nonverbal communication for a good half hour that you've that, picked up that, on yeah that, that you have to pick up on right yeah you can tell when the dude kind of starts scrolling in his phone or yep. he's just sort of checked out of the conversation yep. it's like yeah, it's time to is, go yeah it's time to go it's this is jump the shark like the evening's over and 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 um, and and I think it might just be because I'm an introvert and I'm surrounded by primarily excuse me sorry. I'm an extrovert surrounded yeah. by primarily introverts. Yeah. I, I find it my responsibility as like falling on my sword to make it about me. <laughs> yeah. You know, because yeah. I don't want like my, my introvert friends to like feel bad because yeah. I know that that's something they struggle with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So definitely. I'm always like, ah, you know what? It's getting late. You know, I've got something to do. Thanks for having us. You know, I think I think I'm going to take off. You know, like yeah. I, I want so that they don't feel like, oh, we put pressure on him. You know, we have to, like whatever the weird communication is. I think you need to be able to sense those nonverbal that's, cues. That's really great of you. I, I wish I had more people like you in my real life. But like, <laughs> I feel like for me, I'm always the guy. I feel like it's always incumbent on on me. You know what I mean? Mm, so like, sure. The clueless extrovert at my party is just having an amazing time, you yes. know, despite the fact that it's like 1130 on a work night, you yeah. know, and I finally have to be the a-hole yeah. and I don't enjoy it. That's the thing. I don't enjoy sure. being the a-hole. Sure. I wish, you know, or like the young mom is over and her kids like, you know, parkouring off my sofa or like motorboating yeah. his gross face on my, on my easy chair, whatever, <laughs> like... <laughs> 
I keep waiting for something to be said, but then finally I have to be the like the hey buddy, we don't do that. I I, I have to be that guy. Yeah, dude. If I had a nickel for every time that happened, like truly. Here's the thing about reformed parents. Let's do two minutes on this, can we? No. Okay, we're gonna get in so much trouble. Okay, all right. Yeah, no, we're not, go, dude. Because this is this is just go. truth. Okay, all right. We're speaking truth in love. Yeah, and no okay. one's ever gotten in trouble for speaking truth. No, yeah. nope, not at all. Here's the deal, dude. With reformed parents. Okay, all right. All they right. exist on one end or the other of a very defined spectrum. Okay, so okay. Yep. one end of the spectrum is, and this this is the side we resided on, probably okay. to a fault. They're just super rigid, hardcore, disciplinarian parents, mm. right? Okay. So mm-hmm. you go to visit somebody, and you're kind of you're you're wielding a heavy hand, right? Yeah, so yeah, like yeah. if your if your kid, you know, pulls a book off a shelf, you're on him, right? right. You and right. and so reformed parents are either like super hardcore that way, yeah, or they're so laissez faire as to like not even be there. Sure. And I would say the, the this younger generation of like reformed parents, yeah. it's like feral, you know. It's like Lord of the Flies. Like the kid comes over, he's ripping every book, every DVD off my shelves. It's just like, hey, were you gonna say anything? You know, like, like I mean, I'm I, happy to. Do I have to spank your kid for you? I mean, it's so cute when your kid like. You know, pours gasoline on my house and burns it to the ground. Like, that's so adorable. Like, that really is cute. It's him expressing himself, and I love that about him. But, however, you know, he's a he's a big sweetheart. He's expressing himself, and he's having so much fun, you know? <laughs> Judas Priest. He's, he's expressing himself by motorboating his horrible, ugly, gross face on my exactly. furniture. <laughs> Dude, and little boys are so gross. <laughs> Having raised two of them, I love them. To, I love them to death. Obviously, like, but they're Dude. so disgusting. Dude, they are. Ugh, man, it's such a true observation, though. In that, and like, like every every three months, Kevin DeYoung writes some, you know, <laughs> four thousand word thing on like first things well, about it's, how it's everybody because, should have more kids. I'm like, no, they shouldn't. It's because every three months he has a new kid. That's true. <laughs> I don't know how his wife does it. Hey, you his know wife's what? special, man. She's special. She, she's, she, she's built different. <laughs> she's built different, dude. She's the real champion. <laughs> she's right? the real MVP of that family. Exactly. Oh my goodness. Well, dude, and it's such a funny and true observation and that it's like it seems like everything's on a spectrum right and hardly anybody is right in the middle where they need to be yeah. So you're a hundred percent right. Like you, then we weren't like, either, dude. We were. Bad oh, sure, 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 sure. I mean, yeah, 100%. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like either the kids are like coming up to you, like opening the door for you, calling you Mister Cluck, you yeah. know, and like having having like an adult conversation with you because every ounce of childlike behavior has been beaten out of them in some way or some form. Yeah. Or. It's exactly what you're describing. They come over and like you don't see them, but you hear them and you dread what you're hearing. Yeah. You know, I'll say this, though. Yeah. Our current iteration of friends like right now. Yes. Great kids. Awesome. Like really, really good kids. And I'm not just saying that because I don't want my friends to get mad at me. I mean, I don't (laughs) want that. But um, but it's actually it's true in this case. Like I really enjoy my friends, kids and uh, they're solid. 
Um, so yeah, wow. Enough, enough about parenting. I don't even know how we got on that, but, uh, well, Hey, you know, again, sometimes you just take my hand and you pull me, you know, I think, like, it, I think you, it's you cause my wife, me. my wife did read the KDY, like the latest 4,000 word thing on, uh, on first things about, about why you should have more kids. I see. And, I see. and we, we spent like two minutes discussing it. So, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, good for you guys. Good for yeah, you guys. Yeah, great for yeah. us. <laughs> I'm sure that was, I'm sure that, that was, was a fun two minutes. I'm too. sure that puts you in a great mood. Yeah. It's such a blast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Ted, something that I know puts you in a great mood because you were sending me <laughs> pictures of it, right? Yeah. Was this vacation that you just took to Chicago. Yeah. Dude. So Ted, I need you Windy to walk. I, I need you to walk me through this vacation, man. Like I need you to tell me because yeah. you were sending me some pictures of some amazing looking food. Yeah. Uh, you got some like random like cigar ashtray from like the depths of someone's someone's basement. Yeah, dude. Not random. Like I'll tell you the, the yeah. full story so, behind so, that thing. So tell me, tell me, like why? I guess why? Why Chicago? Other yeah. Than so it being bo- great. Both my parents grew up in Chicago. So I don't know if I knew that. Cool. Yeah, and my mom my mom was only there for a few years, but my dad's family has been there forever, right? They okay. were like German immigrants. They immigrated to the South Side near Midway Airport. Yeah. Ran a speakeasy during Prohibition, so some rich oh, Chicago like gangster right. history in my family, which is super fun. That's awesome. But then eventually they kind of matriculated out to what's now the Southwest suburbs, okay. but was during my dad's childhood like a small town. You know, about an hour outside of Chicago, but it's now been kind of engulfed by the city. And to my shame, like, I don't get up there enough um, to see family. And I decided kind of on a whim. So we had a fall break. And it was the kind of fall break where it's not really convenient to do anything. We just got like Thursday and Friday off. So we had kind of a long weekend. Yeah. And one of the things that we used to do with my Aunt Linda, shout out my Aunt Linda, um, when we were kids, she would take us into Chinatown in Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. And Chicago has a really elite Chinatown, right? And we would go in there, some great fat guy stuff. We would get pastries, Chinese pastries, like the sweet buns oh. with like sometimes savory stuff inside, sometimes like a coconut paste, oh, really, man. really elite pastries. And we'd just walk up and down the streets in China, Chinatown and kind of buy dumb crap. Yeah. So we'd buy like switchblade knives and like nunchucks and the kind of stuff you think is really fun and cool when you're oh, yeah. when you're a little kid or when you're 46. Yeah. And um, yeah, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> so I kind of just hatched this plan where I was like let's drive up to Chicago. I can see my cousin, I can see my Aunt Linda. Mm-hmm. We can do the nostalgia Chinatown thing. And when I'm with when I'm with Linda now, she goes into her attic and she brings down just boxes of like nostalgia, like oh, pictures, Dude, magazines, awesome. like old crap from our family. And in going through some of this stuff, yeah, I came home with a bunch of awesome things. I came home with like matchbooks of my grandpa's and oh man, I came home with two sport coats of my grandpa's and yeah, his thing I was... I need a pick of those, man. Yeah, dude, I will send you a pick. But Gramps' thing was his deal... Gramps was the best. He was like Frank Sinatra, but kind of a real person, you know? Um, (laughs) He was just like a hero to me and was awesome and generous and in command of any room he was in. But anyway, he always had mints, right? Because these old guys back in the day, they would never eat a meal at home. They would always go to restaurants and smoke like 10,000 cigarettes and drink coffee. And on the way out, they would get handfuls of mints from that little bowl that used to be by the door, right? Exactly. Like mints, mints and matchbooks. And um, so, like, every article of clothing in my grandpa's would have, like, mints in it. And 
my aunt brought these sport coats down from the attic. Yeah. And the first thing I did was check the pockets. And lo and behold, there were like mints in there from like 1982. Dude. And it was phenomenal. I, uh, I really enjoyed it. Did you try one? No, I didn't try one. I uh, left him in there just yeah. out of out of respect sure. for Gramps. Yeah, no, no, I get that. Um, I get that. Now, so, now is, this, is this an aunt on your dad's side or your mom's side, Ted? Yeah, my dad's sister. My Dad, dad's, dad's only sister. sibling. Okay, okay, okay. And her son, Brian, is um, my cousin, one of my best friends. Yeah. Awesome dude. Lives in LaGrange, which is closer to Chicago. Mm. We got to spend some great time with Brian. I'll get to that in a minute. But... Um, but yeah, dude, my my aunt loves to eat. We love food, so we went to we went to this pizza place called Big Polly's. Big Polly's. <clears throat> Big Polly went to high school with my cousin, so Big Polly came out. Um, he chatted us up for a super long time. Told us about the gravy, you know, about <laughs> about what he does to make the gravy, <laughs> make it special. Big gravy. Yeah, the the garlic, <laughs> oh, and uh, so we had some incredible meatballs at Big Polly's. We had some pizza, oh. and Big Polly had uh, how was he the does pizza? like. What's that? How was the pizza? Don't don't phenomenal. Skip over that. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, dude, yeah. it was outstanding. Okay, yeah, the yeah. sauce was phenomenal. The crust was amazing. Excellent. And Polly makes like seasonal dessert cannolis. Oh, so, dude, we had oh, a man. cannoli with pumpkin filling, dude. Yes, and it was unreal. It was so yes. good. So shout out Big Polly. The whole experience was amazing. Um, that was really good, but the but the ashtray that you referenced mm-hmm. was from my all time favorite restaurant in Chicago, a place called Fibos. Mm. It was an Italian restaurant. It was on the South Side, um, and it closed. It probably closed fifteen years ago, twenty oh. years ago, maybe even. And um, I've been like forever scouring eBay for like Fibo stuff, yeah. like ashtrays, menus, and there's very little stuff out there. I don't know where it all went. And whenever I would run across something, it would always be like 200 bucks. Sure, sure. And lo and behold, my aunt brings down this Feebo's ashtray for me, which is like a holy grail item. It's going right in the smoke room. Absolutely. I'm not going to allow people to use it because I want to keep it pristine. <laughs> sure, right? sure. You know, I hear it's that. a beauty, dude. And it's got that Feebo's logo, which is like the script font. And their, their tagline on their sign was famous for nothing. Right. Huh. Um, so Phoebos was in script and then underneath it, famous for nothing. And that's right in the center of the ashtray. Oh, and this man. place was amazing, dude. Like they had really good, really different, really distinctive Italian food. We would always go there with my grandpa. So he would, he would pile everybody into the Cadillac yeah, and smoke like 50 cigarettes on the way there. And we would arrive at Phoebos. He was super generous. He always picked up the checks but we would have this incredible spread of food and great, great times and laughter and storytelling. And uh, I miss it, dude. I miss it to this day. It was a, a phenomenal experience. Dude, and um, that is awesome. I'm very happy to have the ashtray, though. So other than the ashtray, uh, yeah. did, you, did you pick anything up cool in Chinatown? Did you get any switchblades or nunchucks? Dude, I did. Me and Maxim both got switchblades. Dude, um, yeah. yeah. Okay. I need a pic of this. T- do you need to send me a pic of the switchblade? Dude, I'll, I'll send you like our whole our whole take from Chinatown. Dude, but, please uh, do. Yeah, but yeah, dope. we got switchblades. I almost pulled the trigger on some nunchucks, but uh, but I didn't. I went with the switchblade instead. Oh, I don't man. even know if it's legal to have those, but. Uh, you know, Chinatown's a little different, dude. Like yeah, it's well, a, it's China, a little different place. They are built and different. It's fun though because they just have these like junk shops right right and there's one like every two storefronts is like a bakery a grocery store like a junk shop and it was a really beautiful day 
was like 62 and sunny in the city. Skyline was beautiful. So yeah, we just parked and walked around and went in and out of these junk shops and ate great food. Um, we went to this noodle place for lunch, so got really, really good Chinese noodles. Um, it was awesome, man. Awesome day with my lady. She enjoys like any sort of off the beaten path food experience. Okay. So okay. she was going in and out of these grocery stores, like looking for ingredients and yeah. she bought some really like weird looking mushrooms and, and <laughs> you know, so every, everybody had fun. Everybody kind of did what they do. And then, and then after Chinatown, we stopped at LaGrange and we had uh, bone of beef. Have you ever had bone of beef? It's a Chicago I, oh. chain, but it's kind of gotten bigger. Um, it's this Italian beef Chicago place. They make oh, uh, beef sandwiches, sausages. Oh. Um, just elite, dude. Just so savory, so delicious, so, so amazing. So great to see my cousin. He's a big nostalgia guy too. So like, he's got a garage space that's just filled with like old toys and stuff from our childhoods. And yeah, um, his nephew Luke hung out with me out there. Shout out my nephew. I his son Luke. My nephew. I call him my nephew. It's my cousin's son. I don't know sure. what that would be, but to me, he's my nephew, Luke. We played a bunch of uh, original Nintendo together. Oh, legit. Um, yeah, like they got this Nintendo that came preloaded with like a whole bunch of games on it, like 600 games. Yeah. So um, so we played that a whole bunch. Just had a great time, man. It was phenomenal. Dude, so I've been to Chicago a couple times. Uh, it's a great I, city, dude. I, I great like American it, city. man. Like, yeah. So I think I'm going to be able to get to go again in 2023. I think there's a conference yeah. that usually happens, and I think they're having it again in 2023. Dude, nice. Um, so I get I get to go over there and go visit friends. But every time yeah. I've been to Chicago, man, yeah. it is just like the food is amazing. Yeah. The the city's amazing. Like I love yeah. something I love about Chicago. <laughs> Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Because it's such an old city, they have the 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 they have the transportation down like to a yeah, T. They do, and that's something that Seattle doesn't have. That's something that 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 separates Seattle and Chicago. Is that Chicago? You can get around Chicago easy, you know. You, yeah. and you don't need a car. Seattle, man. Seattle is the worst place to drive through. I hate it so much. Dude, I've got a Seattle public transit question for you. Please, um, yeah. the answer is, the answer the answer is methamphetamine. this is kind of like layers upon layers of pop culture but okay did you ever see a 90s movie called singles oh gosh that sounds so familiar it's a cameron crow so it was cameron crow okay it was the first movie of his that i really loved he did fast times at ridgemont high actually no it's the second movie of his that i loved because he did um he did say anything which is another seattle movie Okay, and then he did singles, which was really like a kind of his love letter to Seattle. Okay, um, and '90s music and the whole thing. But sure. in singles, there was a there was a plot line that involved this dude who was a civil engineer trying to like launch this thing called the bullet train. Oh, and okay. the deal with the bullet train was he was trying to, you know, it was all kind of uh, '90s tree hugger kind of environmental stuff, trying yeah. to get people out of their cars. And yep. I think his name was Steve Dunn in the movie. I think Steve Dunn was a bad engineer because the only thing he ever talked about vis-a-vis the bullet train was like great coffee and music. And um, his whole deal was if you give them great coffee and music, they'll they'll get out of their cars. Um, <laughs> my, my question to you is, <laughs> did some sort of bullet man. train thing ever happen in Seattle? It was Steve be- Dunn's vision realized? It is being built as we speak. Okay, it so called, it's only taken it's three called, years it's since called the movie. The Light Rail. 
There you go. And yeah. what it is is it's a what it is is it is a it's a very very fast public transportation yeah. mm-hmm. going from Seattle all the way up north. All oh, the way. So okay. you can take this all the way down. Okay, right? wow. Um, yeah. the problem with that though yeah. is that it is going to just it is going to monopolize the the drug industry. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. So a lot of us aren't excited about the the, the light rail, but yeah. Seattle has been pushing to get people out of cars and onto bikes yeah. for years. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, driving through Seattle, you feel like you're going to kill somebody just because yeah. it is so tight quarters. It's. it's I feel like it's awful. not a great biking town due to the like rain uh the propensity for rainfall up there yeah but, like uh, seattle seattle wants to be a lot of things and yeah. sucks at being all of them except yeah. a horrible place to drive through you um, know what it didn't suck at being this year what a city that had a playoff baseball team dude and we reach we yeah. kind of shared the experience of so i got home from chicago yep bringing it back around to that trip i got home saturday night Yep, and I get home to a text from Tristan, who's like, "The Mariners are fighting for their playoff lives." Yeah, we are. And at that point, it <laughs> we was were. like in the tenth inning. Yeah, so we had we had eight more innings to go. <laughs> so I unpacked. I did some laundry. I was like, "Ah, oh, I should flip it on." Kind of forgot about it. So I flipped it on. It was like the eleventh inning, yep. and we still had like a whole nother game to play. In that, I think it went to the eighteenth inning. It did. It did. We played two full baseball games. It was super fun, dude. And even though we lost, I really enjoyed the experience of... And tell me if you enjoy this, too, as a yeah. sports fan. For me as a sports fan, I really enjoy like catching the unusual thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. the unusual thing of a baseball game going twice its normal length yeah. was really fun for me. And I got to explain it to my wife, and she's like, why are they still playing? And... You know, I got That's to explain it, and she's like, "It's zero zero. Aren't you bored?" And I'm like, "No, this is really cool. Like, this yeah. is a this is a fun thing to catch in real time." And it and I was explaining all our all our kids as they came to bat, and like they were all pressing too hard. They were all trying to yank it out of the park. They should have just gotten on yep. base. But like, you could tell they were all super jacked and nervous. And I explained to her what a tactical error it was to like pinch run for Suarez in the ninth mm. because then we we were without Suarez for the whole second game. Yeah. And um you know it, it was just a really fun time and a fun way to come home and yeah. yeah. It's funny at my age like so on the same day Tennessee beat Alabama in college football. Yeah. So while I was in the car home from Chicago, I apparently missed like the greatest sports day of all time, but I didn't care. Because I enjoyed the car trip. I enjoyed talking with my lady for seven hours. Yeah. And I got home to catch just the right amount of that Mariners game. Yeah. It was just a really nice time, dude. That's and awesome. a really nice day. Yeah. 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 No, I was sitting there sweating bullets just because we, we had a we had a dinner reservation at our favorite Italian place. Yeah. And, and you're like, like, with this like, blasted game, just <laughs> yeah, get over. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, I made the reservations for seven. Like, mm-hmm. who would have thought? Like, the game started yeah. at one. <laughs> Yeah, no, <laughs> you know, exactly. but yeah, dude, we went a full eighteen innings, and yeah. uh, and look, I'm proud of my boys. They did a yeah. good job. They did a good job. Like, like s- sooner or later, that was really the only way that game was gonna uh, was gonna end. Someone's gonna hit it out of the park, and they're gonna win by yeah. one point. That's just that's just how it was gonna end. And the you know, it was just the Astros' day, and that's okay. That's I'm okay. proud of how likable our team is compared to the Astros. Oh, I hate the Astros so much. Yeah, the yeah. Astros are like patently unlikable as a team. Yeah, I, I and our I hate team it. like got more likable as the year went on. They did. Like they were just fun. They did. And yep. 
They're yep. a bunch of fun, fun dudes. Some yep. young dudes. Like the veterans are like cool and respectable. Yep. You know, Suarez is kind of kind of flaky looking, but really clutch. Right. Um. Yeah. It was just a, a fun team to root for. Yeah. And you got some like really surprise. Amazing performances like Cal Raleigh really like turned it on this year. He did Cal Raleigh, um, man. I love Cal Raleigh so much. Classic. Yeah, I mean Julio's a superstar. He has the bearing of a of a you know a ten year all star. Oh, yeah. You know he's just going to be great for a long time. So yeah, fun yep. team. Yep. Shout out the Mariners. Shout out proud the of the boys. Yeah. Absolutely. Ted, before we get out of here, man, I got a quick uh, ask Coach Cluck for you. All right. And then we got to bounce. So this one is from a a listener named Evan Winterstein. Evan. Shout out, Evan. So, dude, Winterstein's a solid last name. I was literally just going to say that. It is. That that is a solid name. So, Evan. You know what that would be a a good example of? What's that? You know how in, um, in like the 70s, you would name the band. Sometimes, like oh, your last, yeah, yeah, your yeah. Last Val name. Halen, or, yeah, or, Van Halen, Val Halen. <laughs> They're less successful counterparts. <laughs> it's a cover band. <laughs> yeah, dude, that would be a fun. Val that would actually Halen. be a fun cover band, <laughs> especially if your last name was Val Halen. Um, uh, like the opening, for, uh, opening for <laughs> Aero Schmidt. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Winterstein uh, would be a great like '70s kind of art rock. Oh, absolutely, hundred. You know they're doing some like Jethro Tull covers. Yes, he's pulling the yes. flute out. They're playing Aqualung. You oh, know, dude. like yes, yeah. Welcome Winterstein. Would Winterstein. Be a, yes. Yeah, Winterstein would be a fun time. Absolutely, you could you could get a side gig like drumming for Winterstein. Oh, dude, I would. You know? That would be That'd amazing. Be fun. That would yeah, be amazing. Would. All right. Well, the band Winterstein wants to know this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he wants to know top five. Oh lineman nicknames and then he he provides a submission he yeah. says uh uh number 77 from the denver broncos the quinn gut, miners the gut yeah. to uh a second year guard small small school guy absolute yeah. mauler is what he says yeah. rocked a crock top in 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 school and as a rookie quote yeah. let the belly breathe trained yeah. on a remote island his uncle lived to get strong <laughs> Yeah. So this is his submission, but he wants to know real quick, Ted, top five O-lineman nicknames, in your opinion, Coach Cluck, go. Dude, all of that's true. I do love Quinn Miners. I love a small college lineman. I love a, a fat guy who owns it. Also, Quinn Miners, great athlete. Just phenomenal athlete, yeah. fat guy or not. Um, here's the deal. That's probably in the top five due to the fact that offensive linemen don't often get nicknamed. I know it's true. It's true. Yeah, I it's mean, true. so I, I, I'm being hard pressed right now just to think of five. So I, I've got a couple. Okay, I coached with a guy at Lane College. This guy was awesome. Just a sweet dude. Early in my tenure at Lane College, he was our offensive line coach. His name was Howard House Ballard. Oh, the and House. House Ballard's claim to fame was. He was the left tackle on all those Buffalo Bills Super Bowl teams. Okay. So the Bills teams in the 90s, that like the Jim Kelly teams that went to all those Super Bowls, House Ballard was a left tackle, super, super nice guy, gigantic, right? Yeah. And that was kind of at the tail end of the era where like they were naming people like the refrigerator. And then there was right. a guy, Flozell Adams, that got nicknamed the kitchen yep. um, because he was bigger than the refrigerator. So you kind of <laughs> got those sorts of nicknames for line, for linemen and I'm trying to think of others dude I really can't think of any I know, um, I know, I know. I'm gonna see if I can uh, I'm gonna see if I can do just a quick 
we had a guy on the on the Colts when I was a kid. So when I was like a teenager in the in the early mid nineties, the Colts had this tackle named Kevin Call. He was really tall. He was a long, thick dude. They called him the Creature. So Kevin Call was the Creature. I, I thought that was a fun nickname. So we yeah. got the Gut. We've got House Ballard, my friend House Ballard. Um, we got the Creature, Kevin Call. Um, I don't know though, dude. Beyond that, I'm having a tough time thinking of them. What what else you got? Well, okay. So so the ones that I just googled here, uh, it's not giving me individual names. It's giving me it's giving me names of the lines itself. Names of units uh, of units, right? So you yeah. have the uh, at number ten the <laughs> the New York Sack Exchange. Yeah, the, these the are going to be all D lines. So yeah, that was D-lines. the Jets' defensive line. Um, that was an awesome defensive line that had, uh, Joe Klecko, one of my all time favorites, Mark Gastineau, Marty Lyons, uh, great defensive line. What, what else you got on there? Uh, on this one I've got, hold on, let me pull, let me scroll back down. Sorry. Um, let's see. So they've got the New York sack exchange. You've got, um, the hogs, which is the, uh, okay. So Washington, as far as O-line units, yeah, that's probably the greatest O-line unit nickname. The Hogs. Hogs. It was the Redskins line from like the late 70s through the mid-80s. Yep. They were awesome. Yeah. Uh, at number eight, you got Orange Crush. Orange Crush, Denver's defensive line, Carl Mecklenburg, Lyle Alzado. All right, this, yeah, that was this, good. This just turned into a trivia segment. I like this. Yeah, All right. Yeah. At number seven, number seven is literally a, a, a no-name. Oh yeah, the no name defense. Yep. Um that was Minnesota circa I think it was Minnesota circa the seventies, or maybe as it it wouldn't you're, be the Steelers. You're correct in the seventies. Not Dolphins. Minnesota. There you go. Dolphins. Yeah, Dolphins. Yeah, right. right. Number six, Monsters of the Midway. Yeah, that's my, my all timer there, the eighty five Bears, dude. There you go. There um, you go. Yeah. Right. Number five, scroll down. Doomsday. Doomsday. That was Dallas Dynasty in the seventies, so like yep. uh, Two Tall Jones, those guys. Yeah, yeah. All right. Number four, Purple People Eaters. Yeah, that's Minnesota in the seventies. So yep, I just got true. those conflated. So like, yeah, Carl Eller, Doug Sutherland. Um, yeah, guys like that. Uh, number three, the greatest show on turf. Greatest show on turf was the L.A. Rams offense in the nine uh, late nineties. Yeah, early two thousands. <laughs> You're batting a thousand so far. Yeah, my thanks. Yeah, I, I, like yeah, I know a lot of uh, number two. I love useless it. football stuff. Number yeah. two, the fearsome foursome. Fearsome foursome was, I want to say the Rams. Correct. In like yeah, so this would be Merlin Olson, uh, Deacon yep. Jones. Yep. Yeah, those guys were studs, dude. 60s. For sure. Yep. Yeah, All right, 60s. last one. Oh, this uh, the Steel Curtain. Yeah, Steel Curtain. Probably the greatest D-line of all time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Love it. That was fun, dude. That was nice job. Well, Evan, uh, <coughs> hopefully, you know, sorry we couldn't uh, come up with as many names, but we did turn it into a little trivia for Coach Cluck, mm-hmm. and he once again showed his prowess that there is no <laughs> better name in the game when it comes to football trivia. I may not know the meaning of life, but I do know lots of worthless football <laughs> crap. So there there we go. Hey, you know what, Ted? That's okay. That's all <laughs> yeah. right. Dude, I'm trying to think of other O linemen with individual nicknames. It's it's this is gonna haunt me through the day. Well, so I'll yeah. I'll text you if I think of some. There we go. There we go. No, that sounds good. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you know what you can do. You can head on over to all the socials. 
and find us at CluckCast. Be on the lookout for Live at the Venetian, possibly 2023. We're waiting for the Venetian to call us back. Uh, hopefully we can make that happen. That would be fantastic. Uh, submit your questions to Life Coach Cluck. It doesn't have to just be sports. It can be anything. Relationship questions, work yeah. questions. How many kids should you have, right? We will answer all of these for you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we might A just dozen say- and don't discipline them at all. <laughs> Uh, I love it. Those gross little faces. Yeah, Uh, so disgusting. Exactly. We thank you all for listening. We'll catch you on the next episode of Cluck. Later. Later.